Hey, and welcome to the Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Lee McDermott of the uh, of the Reverend Bishop, whatever you want to call him, of New Spring for Forever and Ever in uh, Lee. How are you today? I'm doing great today, man. Yeah? Yeah. So thrilled to be here with you, man. I love you. You're sweet. And uh, so <laughs> Lee and I have actually done this before, um, one one time about a year ago. And if you want to check that out, that was kind of the first time we popped the top on talking about mental health on the Rally podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the link to that in the show notes, or um, you can find that on our social media as well. And But today, uh, you know, in coming a year later, we're, we're saying, all right, what's a new way we want to kind of approach this? And so when we talk about mental health, I know that that's quite a broad term. And uh, some there's a lot of different things that could come to mind. And I think just baseline, what I'd want to make sure we're all understanding is that everyone has a mental health, the same way that everyone has a physical health, maybe a spiritual health, you have a mental health. And so we're, we're believers in that, that uh, disorders and mental health are real things and that you can, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can deal with that. But what we're talking about today is really just practices of how do we keep our mind in order? How do we mm-hmm. keep our brains healthy? And uh, just from one small facet today. So if you have more questions about that, feel free to reach out to somebody, reach out to a pastor, and we'd love to walk with you through any of that. So today, Lee, when I knew that we were going to be talking about this, I got excited about the idea of talking to you about unforgiveness and about bitterness and about how that affects your mental health Mm -hmm. and what's going on in between the ears. And the reason that I wanted to talk to you about that is like literally just over a year ago, I was in, you know, I was in August of 2020. Do you remember where you were in August of 2020? (laughs) Just like the lot had happened in the year, right? And um, I think I was carrying a lot and you could just see that because you just got these eyes that uh, can see into me, into other people. And Lee basically dadded me and said, hey, when are you going to drop that bitterness? And I said, well, man, like, what are you talking about? I'm good. It was like, no, 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 no. And you started walking me through some stuff that I just want to say as, as recent as this week, I've been putting into practice. It's one of the most life transforming teachings that I'm going to carry with me forever. So that I know that's a big setup, but I think the first question I'd ask you to just kind of get you going on this is how does unforgiveness and bitterness towards someone or something affect your mental health? I, I think that it's uh, everyone who has ever been hurt by someone or who has ever been offended. Let's use that word offended offense. Anyone who's ever, you know, experienced offense, which is all of us all fall, you know, prey to an internal dialogue that uh, that appears in your mind after that the offense happens like a like a storm that rolls in Mm -hmm. internally let's say you you know you like you know have a bad breakup or you you know you you know something i mean it can be one-to-one like with a person or it could be something as as general as um you know, something that happens in the, in the media, like politically or something else like that, all of a sudden you feel offended by something like that. What you find happening inside your mind. And I, and I'm going to say, this is what happens to me when I feel offended by someone. And after an interaction with them, I find myself replaying that interaction and me telling them everything I, I wish I had said in the moment. 
right? So you're having these imaginary conversations with someone. And then what that what happens in my mind is I begin beating myself up for the fact that I didn't tell them off as powerfully as I, I wanted to. I like, you know, then the self-loathing rolls in. And, you know, for me, from a, a, a Christian standpoint, I feel bad that I feel offended toward this person uh, because I, I shouldn't let those little things get to me. You know, I feel bad for being sensitive. So you can kind of see the downward spiral that begins with me, like pouring out hate in my mind toward that person who offended me. And then it stumbles into I'm hating myself for not having the care, not having the, the game to like, you know, hit them, hit them with both barrels mm -hmm. afterward. And then a downward spiral of self-loathing because I feel like I should be better than that and not mm -hmm. let it get to me. Mm -hmm. All of that internal self-talk when it is based in negativity like that, it just begins to dominate the airwaves. It's, it becomes the, the, the most common thing that I think about, on a given basis. And when that negative type of stuff, that negative, you know, um, dialogue happens in my mind over and over and over and over and over again, I just find that it's like, it's a downward spiral into anxiety, into depression, into joylessness, into despair. You know, it just stacks up like that. The danger I think with un bitterness and unforgiveness is if you spend an entire life where maybe you have issues with your parents from childhood, you have issues with authority figures, relationships that you've been in, and then you let like, you know, the Republican or Democratic Party pile onto that. You let, you know, racial tension, you let all, all of the, the economic things, you let all of those things pile on. You find that you're walking around with a wide open door. The spirit of offense is just in there wreaking havoc on the interior of your life. You're, you know, narcissistic in some ways. You are um, paranoid. You know, you're, you have an inability to trust people. These are all mental health issues, you know, disabilities that that come along with just simply not being able to um, forgive, mm -hmm. really, and to, and to apply grace to those offenses. Right. So that, that's the connecting point for me. Very mm -hmm. practically, if I don't forgive someone, then all of a sudden my mental health deteriorates because I am you know, speaking negatively about them right. and about me and then about the world around me. So good. And I mean, and I think if anybody's thinking, you know, that this is just uh, maybe some of these surface level interactions, like, oh man, I could have gotten better. Like, is any uh, level of trauma excused from what you're talking about when you talk about carrying around offense and bitterness? Like, yes, I could, you know, imagine a, a tough political conversation. You're walking away and thinking, oh, I need to forgive. But you know, what about like the, the layer deep? Oh yeah. So, I mean, offense, there is, there is no, um, gradient, I think for offense. It, it, it's like That's even the, the tiniest thing can like stick inside your head or the, the smallest thing from when you were a child or like really a large thing from when you were a child can like hang around forever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And uh, all of those, all those offenses, those wounds, those hurts—they're legitimate. They're real. And you have to, you have to acknowledge them as real in order to bring healing to them. I mean, I, <clears throat> I was telling some some friends the other day, walking through something, like if you break your ankle, and then you go to the doctor, and they ask you, "Okay, tell me where it hurts," and you're like, "No, nah, I'm good." There's no chance you can be healed. Mm -hmm. There's not a chance you can be healed. But if you go in there and you acknowledge that you have a wound. 
and that it's wrong. Like it, it, it should not be there. That is the fast track to, to healing. But what if, what if I'm right, Lee? What if I'm right about the thing I'm, I'm upset about? You know, uh, what if I feel unequivocally correct sure. in the thing that uh, has happened to me or that I see happening in the world? Yeah. I, I mean, I think most of the offenses that people feel, they, you know, in, in large part, they are right. And it's hard to admit that wrong has been done to you. That's really what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to admit, and I think something that's hard for Christians is being able to say what that person did to me was wrong. You have to be able to say that so that you can apply forgiveness to it. You know what I mean? Jesus didn't go to the cross being, being like, you know what, I'm going to come up here and die and shed my blood for some things that really weren't that big a deal. What he did was he's like, these were sins that separate people from God and create destruction, havoc, and chaos and decay on the earth. They are worthy of my bloodshed on the cross, and I'm going to pay for every last inch of it. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus' blood is valuable and it pays for things that really matter. When people wound us and offend us, those things are real. They really matter. And so it, I mean, that's, that puts value on the forgiveness that we, that we apply to those things. So I know what, you know, we would probably, the, the method of doing that, like the, the thing that I would want to just tell everybody is you don't have what it takes to forgive somebody on your own strength. No human being has what it takes to forgive somebody else. You don't have the wealth. You don't have the capital. You, you know, you don't have the soul capital, which is why the cross is so vital in mental health. Like the message of the cross is so, the work of Jesus on the cross is so vital for mental health because Jesus has the the power, the ability, the um, the wealth to be able to forgive any offense. So when I when I find myself offended, the way that I engage in forgiving that person is not first to just forgive them because it's the right thing to do. I come first to the acknowledgement that I have done a thousand, a million wrong things in my life and Jesus, for his own free choice, forgave me. Out of that wealth, his forgiveness of me, I then take from that bank account and I pay off what somebody has done to me. Mm-hmm. That's where forgiveness really finds the work. And I find, like, and if you approach it from that perspective, there is nothing too large to forgive. Mm-hmm. You have all the infinite wealth of Jesus' payment for sin on the cross available to you to be able to forgive whatever abuse you went through as a as a as a child, whatever type of of tiny slight someone ever did to you that they don't even know they did. I mean, like large or small, Jesus' blood pays for mm-hmm. everything. What would you say to the you know <clears throat> if someone would be like, oh, that's quite insensitive for you to say that you know the worst sort of situation should that somebody should have to forgive. X person for doing X terrible thing. The the thing that I would say to somebody like that is like I don't say that in order to diminish mm-hmm. the you know Mount Everest of harm caused by someone who's been abused when they're little, but the fact remains you you want to be free. Forgiveness is the only pathway to freedom. It it really really is. And ultimately, when I forgive someone, that's not for them. That's for me. That's me closing the door to the enemy's work in my own heart. You know, I, I remember hearing somebody saying this is so so trite and cliche and common, but it's really true. Me holding on to, like, let's say you offend me. If I hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness toward you, it's like me drinking poison, expecting you to die. That, I mean, you're not walking around concerned about, you know, the harm you caused me. You don't even know, probably. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I'm living with that. My pathway to freedom and healing, the, my pathway to like get free from your control over my life is to forgive you completely. And then all of a sudden, it's like what they did to me, it doesn't have any power over me anymore. I'm a, I'm a free person. That's so good, Lee. And uh, gosh, yeah. this brings up so many questions. I think what what if, um, so what if somebody's listening to this or, and you, they've never done anything like this before, you know, like where do you start? They're thinking, if, we're, if, if you would give this a, a try, give yeah. this just one good crack, like what, where should somebody start um, in trying to yeah. kind of cleanse their heart and their soul of? Here's the nuts and bolts of the, so this is where we take forgiveness into becoming a spiritual practice. So like, you know, maybe you have a, right. a time in your life every day where you sit down with a journal or you sit down with a Bible and you pray. Forgiveness can become as very much of a tangible, practical, spiritual discipline as prayer or Bible reading. And so the thing that I would say, and this is what I do regularly, you know, um, is I'll sit down somewhere quiet, get some time, like a, an hour or two, and I'll have a blank piece of paper with a pen, and I will invite the Holy Spirit in prayer, Lord, I need you to, to do an inventory of my heart. What offenses are in my heart? Will you bring to my mind any person or thing that has created offense and created unforgiveness and bitterness. And as difficult as it is, on that piece of paper, I just start writing names and things that have happened to me. One thing that I asked you that really stuck out to me when the first time you talked to me through this was um, about how you encouraged me, like spare no one from the list. And what yeah. I meant is like, it's easy for me to start to be like, you know what? that was my fault. Like that one, like that's not, that's not a big a deal or, well, oh, it's my wife. So, you know, we, you know, and, and you and Lee was like, nope. And he was like, you got to put this person and this person at least started making people up just for me to put on the list. Cause he's like, the more people on the list, the better basically. Yeah. Cause this yeah. is why, like uh, the thing I really, if I realize and humble myself and say, I don't have the power to forgive anybody. I need Jesus to help me. That prayer, Holy spirit, will you bring to mind any name? any offense i'm going to write it down even if it's some random name you're just going to even I mean, it, yeah even if it's something, something i'm like there. oh wow so even if it's the person you love the most who has done the most good in your life if their name comes up go ahead and put it down you know what i mean i find that like like now even in my life like you know my wife's name or my kids names will be on there and it's it's for nothing they would that that would be like legitimate sin but there was some little thing i got offended by that i need to put that down there you almost feel guilty to do it but exactly. it's so necessary to you got to get free from it you yeah. got to get free i'm trying to close the door to the enemy's work in my life so every name every offense goes on that and list. another question with this and i remember this also kind of blowing my mind as well so when i think about closing you know when i think about forgiveness with someone i think about doing that in my heart and then having to go and basically be like, Hey, I had all of this, but actually I forgive you. And you being like, Hey man, no, all the power is in the private forgiveness. Yes. That's the whole thing. And maybe you said, unless you have a volatile relationship with somebody, yeah. then maybe you should have a conversation. Talk to us about Pu like public. Yeah. Public forgiveness is not always necessary. Private forgiveness is what creates the measure of mental healing that most people need. And so like the private forgiveness going down that list, and then what, what I do after that, I make that list and then I walk basically through every single one and I say, Jesus, out of the forgiveness that you gave to me, I have sinned against you and you forgave me past, present, and future out of that wealth. I apply that forgiveness to each person. And I say them by name, by the offense, mark them off, go all the way down. I forgive each one of these people and then I light that sucker on fire, tear it up, do whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And then, you know, what, what I have, what I have to encourage people with, you know, in that is, is like forgiveness is a daily choice. You may need to come back to that practice repeatedly until you are able to say and pray and speak blessing over that person. Mm-hmm. Being able to pray blessing over someone is the proof that forgiveness has taken root in your heart. I think thinking about it like a spiritual practice is so helpful too, because like maybe when you it's first- It's not a one and done thing, man. Right. When yeah. you first started reading the Bible, maybe you crushed it for like, you know, the first couple of weeks. And yeah. then, because I think even for me with this, you know, the first time you kind of could maybe do something like this, it feels like a deep clean. Like I remember yeah. sitting down for 10 minutes and there was like 45 names and I was like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't real, I didn't realize how much was in me on that. Yeah. And it took me probably almost two weeks to fully like get yes. through it. And I, you encouraged yeah. me to, Give yourself to, the time. to have, you know, patience for myself and all of that. And, and so, yeah, you do that, but then you go six months and maybe haven't done that quite as regularly or because at first then I'm catching them out of midair like because yeah, yeah. then I'm feeling like oh I know how to walk this way yeah and 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 then you know you get a little bit more numb to it and then oh da, 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 and some stuff can stack up and then okay I can clean it again but really I guess the goal is that you know maybe there's a quarterly deep sure. cleansing but you want to brush your teeth every day yeah you know Ephes- Ephesians chapter four says don't let the sun go down mm-hmm. on your anger I mean, and this is a good practice to do even in just small ways before you go to bed at night. And I mean, like some, some people listen to this podcast, they're going to, they're going to, you're going to lean into this, you're going to do this practice. You're going to start doing this every night before you go to bed. And you're going to find that you sleep better than you ever have because you're just not, I so mean, you're, you're getting this out of the way. So I want to come back to one thing that you asked yeah, about. Please. Private forgiveness is what creates that healing on the inside. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate reality is that there are some relationships that are so toxic you may need to give them forgiveness. Giving someone forgiveness does not mean that you reconcile with them. It does not mean that you give them your trust even. It does not mean that you have to go back to like keeping those low boundaries. It may mean you forgive them, but you maintain a healthy boundary so that toxic person can't continue to do the things mm-hmm. to you that That's they good. that they did. Yep. Pro- public forgiveness is not necessarily always required. Private forgiveness is always required so that so you good. maintain a healthy heart. That's awesome. That really is. Yeah. So and once you do private forgiveness first, you find you're not freaking out if that person walks by you and you're like, oh my God, what do I do now? You're like, I've already forgiven that person. If they talk to me, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. And um, so, you know, as as people do start to do this, I mean, what kind of, um, you, you walked us through kind of the process for you, you go away, you write all the names down, you kind of apply the, you know, the forgiveness to each one. Mm-hmm. I know there's some scriptures you got um, that yeah. you shared and that you could share quick, more. Yeah. To, yeah, Mark chapter 11, verse 24 through 27, and then Ephesians chapter four. These are key passages for people to just go back and look and see what, you know, and the, the source material. The Ephesians four one is the forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love, the way that oh, Christ yeah. forgave Be you. Be kind to one another, like, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God and Christ forgave you. That's you got it thirty-two, lot. man. Well, so I mean, it was how much did God forgive yeah. you? Like yeah. that's the bar, yeah. you know. And, this is this is the real key. I think we talked about this, but holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness can feel good mm-hmm. sometimes. Anger towards someone justified can in feel it. justified. Yeah, that is a trap for pride. Mm. And ultimately, not for, choosing to not forgive someone is blasphemy because what you're saying is, Jesus, yeah, I know that you went to the cross to forgive you know, everybody, but I'm going to be God right now, and I'm going to sit on the throne of the universe and hold this over someone's head because they deserve to be punished for what they did to me. That's, that's self-deification. That's blasphemy. That's why it's so dangerous and why it can open the door for the enemy's work in your life. Mm-hmm. You just want to shut that thing off. 
humble yourself, be like, you know what, I've screwed up too. Jesus, I receive your forgiveness, and then out of that wealth, yeah. I forgive. One of the most powerful phrases to me in this, this <clears throat> basic but was having empathy for my shared humanity with someone. Oh, like, it, it, it sounds a little bit kind of hippie, but it's like, man, we are all humans. You That's know, right. I don't want to be— Not just humans, judged, but sinners. Sinners, yeah. sinners. You know, I don't want to be judged by my worst day, and yeah. so why would I, you know, yeah. make that That's my right. thing? And this, it's so difficult for people who have legitimately gone through so much trauma and abuse by, by other humans— mm-hmm. To be able to get to that point, but the the bottom line is that Jesus knows, He understands, and He will help you forgive the greatest offenses that could possibly happen. He will He will help, and that's a miracle as much as yeah. anything else. Oh yeah, truly, and in, in, in this a, a way that we can experience the supernatural in our lives. Like when you mm-hmm. feel that um, shift in you, it changes everything, and that's how it's so directly connected to mental yeah. health. If you want to be a holistically healthy person, yes. you cannot box this off yeah. uh, somewhere in. Um, and I, I, to reiterate, there is a lot of grace for this too, obviously have empathy for yourself, empathy for others. Oh, and yeah. the more that you tap into that, yeah. um, the, the more holistically healthy you'll be. Right. And if, not, not just healthy, but powerful. That's good. Forgiveness is a power move. Yeah. I think if we, if we could get a generation of people thinking that, you know what, forgiveness is a power move. It is how I can take power back in my own life from people or events that have like created a fence and now have chains on me basically because you can't have peace without no. it and when that's I, the good when, stuff <clears throat> when i forgive you or anyone or anyone else all of a sudden i am free from ever having to have these imaginary conversations again mm-hmm. like you have no more power over me mm-hmm. so forgiveness is the ultimate so power move jesus gave us the power to be able to I walk love in that it. one more question i'd love to ask you and this is one i've been thinking a, a lot about this week is you know say i'm going through the discipline and I feel like I'm 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 forgiving and I'm walking with some freedom there but I've kind of come up in my head like okay well I've forgiven this person but I do not trust them anymore and that's mm-hmm. like what you said about the yeah. setting a boundary and I'm wondering how how much is that okay to cuz cuz I think every time I have to reinstill that moment of oh yeah but I don't trust you it's just yeah. it feels like a it feels like you, uh, it, you get it drags all me over back again. a little bit so yeah. that's kind of I know that's such a nuance but that's one of the things that I feel myself kind of tugged in and out of sure. um, with specific people. I think you, you, you've just got to listen to to Jesus and pray about those situations. If someone has harmed you in the past, you know, and, and you work through that forgiveness with them, it may be, it may be important for you to put up a boundary to where you never have a, a real relationship with them ever again. And that's okay. That's okay. It's, that's good. That's, yeah. I mean, that's helpful. It's freeing for sure. And yeah. And it's uh, sad. You may need to grieve that because you've lost something with someone, mm-hmm. but ultimately Jesus will give you insight and wisdom about it. And uh, I mean, I, I, I can remember talking with some folks um, and these were, this, this was an older couple who was a mentor of mine and the, the woman in the relationship, she was like, I have a real strained relationship with my mother. I operate and walk in total forgiveness with her, but I she and I do not talk and I have to, I have to enforce that boundary because whenever she, we talk, she crosses that boundary and I'm back in it again and it's not good for either one of us. So the healthiest thing really for both of us, it's sad, but I, you know, she just had to enforce that boundary. And all of that is still stuff that, that, you know, Jesus is going to heal. 
mm-hmm. um, just in a different yeah. time in one day. Now, now that, that's no excuse to not lean in and do the hard work when Jesus tells you, hey, look, you need to repair this and you need to do some work to repair mm-hmm. this relationship. I mean, he may lead you in that. That's good. But there's some other times when he may be like, you're released. You don't mm-hmm. have to be in a friendship with this person and it's, anymore. It's at least gone through that process, which is what what's really important, right? Yeah, yeah. In them and everything. So, Lee, is there any kind of, uh, you know, closing thoughts. I know we just kind of sprinted through yeah. the forgiveness thing, but is there any kind of last words you'd want to say to to whoever's listening and watching yeah. this? I just want to encourage Rally and the Rally generation. You guys are, are poised to be the the most significant generation of humanity that has ever lived. And my heart for you is is that you would all be free and that you would walk in as the greatest degree of power that you possibly can. Unforgiveness is the non-intuitive power move. When you keep your heart free from bitterness and unforgiveness, you will walk with a greater ability to hear God's voice, a greater ability to love people, a greater ability to be completely unshackled. And that's what I want for you. This is a revival awakening generation. You must be free. You must have access to the greatest amount of power possible. Forgiveness is a key for that. Thank you, Lee. I, I, I received that on behalf of everyone listening. And yeah. uh, I'm so thankful for your voice in our church and in our ministry and uh, and in my life. And so guys, thank, you know, let's, let's uh, share this and, and tag Lee and say, you're the best ever. And then also say, I forgive you, Lee. And yeah. that would be funny. And Lee, I forgive you, man. Hey, I actually thank have, you. don't think I've ever had anything to forgive you for, but I forgive <laughs> you anyway, because that's what we're doing today. Uh, guys, it's been great. And um, I hope that your new year is starting off strong. What a great practice to do to start out on the right foot. Let's, yeah. let's be people walking in power. Um, yep. That comes by way of tapping into that bank that Jesus has bought for us and forgiveness in. Um, Yeah, love you guys. Stay plugged in however you can and uh, see you next rally thing. Love you. Bye. Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you'd like to connect to a campus, text Rally to 30303.